0: Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Monday, May 8th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Kratt. This is the last week of the regular session for the Missouri legislature. Some large-profile issues, including limiting trans rights, could still see final action.
1: My gut says yes. I think in part it's because Governor Mike Parson himself has said if they don't get anything done, he will be calling a special session to pass such bills.
0: We'll hear from St. Louis Public Radio's State House reporter Sarah Kellogg on This Week in Jefferson City in just a few minutes. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey says his staff is willing to help St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner's successor with the office's caseload. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum has more on how the attorney general thinks the city should move forward after Gardner leaves office. Attorneys in Gardner's office have been dealing with huge caseloads, so much so that it's prompting people to quit. After she steps down in June, it's possible for Gardner's successor to ask for help from surrounding prosecutors or the attorney general's office. Bailey says that attorneys in his office are willing to help if asked. It's going to be up to whoever the governor appoints to determine what their need is and whether there are resources available locally and whether there are resources available regionally and what, if any, resources they're going to need from the state. Parson will appoint Gardner's successor. That person will serve through the end of 2024. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. A study of cell phone data shows St. Louis ranks second last in efforts to bring foot traffic back to downtown. Researchers at the University of Toronto examined the activity in 63 U.S. cities. Many St. Louis leaders say safety concerns are keeping some people from going downtown. They also say businesses and property owners are having trouble obtaining permits and licenses. 14th Ward Alderman Rashid Aldridge says a downtown commission could make jumping through those hoops easier.
2: I think this Red Tate Commission will come up with some really good recommendations that we will be able to implement on the city level that will bring businesses back.
0: Aldridge says the city also needs to devote more resources to address crime. The unemployment rate in the St. Louis region is the lowest it's been in decades, 2.6 percent. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports that's good news now, but presents some challenges for the future. It's good to have a low unemployment rate because it means many people across the St. Louis region have jobs. But that rate can also decline when fewer overall people live in the region. Ness Sandoval is a professor of sociology and demography at St. Louis University. He says there's a consistent trend of residents leaving the St. Louis region year over year.
2: If we want to
0: encourage
2: companies to move to St. Louis... The very first question they're going to ask is what's the workforce like?
0: Sandoval says they'll see the region's overall workforce isn't growing as much as other places in the country. He says without changing anything, businesses, especially smaller ones, may close because they can't find enough workers. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. A Missouri woman denied an emergency abortion last year says the results of a federal review could clarify that doctors must provide the procedure when a patient's health is at risk. Former Joplin resident Melissa Farmer was 17 weeks pregnant when doctors found her pregnancy no longer viable. Physicians at a Joplin hospital denied her an abortion despite the health risks, citing the state's almost complete abortion ban. Farmer says even though Missouri allows abortions for medical emergencies, the law is vague, and puts pregnant people at risk.
2: I want hospitals and doctors to give care based off of their medical knowledge and experience, not from
0: a politician who doesn't care. Farmer made those comments on St. Louis on the Air. An investigation by national health officials found that hospital in Joplin violated federal law. The Missouri Legislature is entering the final week of the regular session. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All speaks with State House reporter Sarah Kellogg on what big issues may still see action in these waning days.
2: Sarah, the legislature has one week left and anything could happen, but what are some of the big things that you are looking to follow in the last week?
1: So there's a lot of bills that have either passed one chamber or the other. And so that's kind of what I'm keeping my eye on. That could be initiative petition reform, which is changing how things can get on the ballot and change the Constitution. There is the idea of foreign ownership of farmland. The legislature is trying to shrink that or eliminate that completely. Uh, Sports betting uh, is another one that could be on there. There's also a big omnibus crime bill. But there's also the ability of the uh, bills that target transgender health care and, and ability for trans youth to play sports. So those are some of the things that I'm keeping an eye on for the last week.
2: Let's talk about the trans legislation because uh, Republicans, especially conservatives, uh, made this a huge part of their priorities going into this legislative session. But so far, nothing's moved. Do you think anything will pass?
1: My gut says yes. I think in part it's because Governor Mike Parson himself has said if they don't get anything done, he will be calling a special session to pass such bills. Both the House and Senate have kind of their own versions of the bills. The House versions are considered more strict than the Senate because the Senate has a sunset, which means it expires after a couple of years. It also has a clause allowing for trans youth who are getting some care, like puberty blockers or hormone treatment, to continue that treatment. So the Senate bills are seemed a little less strict, but the Senate worked hours and hours to reach that compromise. So the Senate says we're, we're done with this issue. The House either passes our bill or we're done. And I think that'll happen.
2: You mentioned the crime bill. That was a huge, sprawling piece of legislation with many different pieces. Is it too complicated to bang out some kind of final version in a few days?
1: I think the big question is whether or not there's an appetite for this bill anymore after the resignation of circuit attorney Kim Gardner. I mean, the pro- special prosecutor part of that bill was a driving force. And the opening statements on the Senate, uh, Senator Tony Demire, basically just spoke about Kim Gardner. There's other things in the bill, but that was the focus. So the question is, you know, and the arrangement for her resignation was that part of the bill is not there anymore. They're not going to consider it. Now, there's the police part of the bill, which would put state control over the Metropolitan Police Department in St. Louis. That was never really part of the negotiation, so that could be still a part. But it is a pretty sprawling piece of legislation. House leadership put out a statement saying, please still pass House Bill 301 because it is in the Senate. But that's one where maybe there's not as much of an appetite anymore.
2: Sports betting. You don't think that's going to happen and because it seems like it's a perennial issue.
1: I wouldn't bet on it. <laughs> I think that the the biggest thing is Senator Denny Hoskins has sponsored that legislation, but he's also married it with the idea of video lottery terminals. Those are those machines you see at like truck stops. Um, technically, those are not legal. They're kind of called gray machines. So he wants to do both. That's not been the popular approach with other senators. They really want to bifurcate the issue, um, but I don't know if that passes if they don't get VLT language. And right now, that sports betting bill that could be brought up does not have that VLT language.
2: Finally, let's talk about uh, a little more about the ballot initiative. Essentially, Republicans want to make it more difficult to get things on the ballot in response to a lot of progressive causes being passed by a popular vote, which doesn't seem to be in jibe with the Republican majorities.
1: So that bill is in conference committee right now. Now they haven't signed off on it. Theoretically, they could meet and come to an agreement. They're basically the House version passed it. It didn't go towards signatures. which I think a lot of people were against was having to get more signatures just to get an issue on the ballot. I think plenty of people will tell you it is hard enough to get an issue on the ballot. I think more of the concern was just having the simple majority to pass it, so 50 plus 1 percent basically. So the House's version increased it to 60, and then the Senate went over and kind of decreased that a little bit, but also basically said if a majority of like five out of the eight congressional counties or congressional districts were to pass it, then it would pass. So there's definitely a big difference in between those two. We'll see if they can reach a compromise.
2: State House reporter Sarah Kellogg, thank you very much and good luck this week.
1: Thank you so much. I'll need it.
0: That's St. Louis Public Radio's State House reporter Sarah Kellogg speaking with our Jonathan All. Ashley Listenby is the news director of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.